Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including not only a lot of football, as you'd expect here in the latter part of October, NFL Panthers back in action. Kyle Allen will be your starter as the Panthers come off the off week and return from London and head to San Francisco. Cam Newton may or may not practice, but Kyle Allen will try to get his fifth straight victory as the starting QB for the NFL team in our backyard. Remember that Cam Newton guy was 0-2 as the Panthers starters. We'll see if Carolina can get to 5-2. They will be facing one of the best defenses in the NFL in San Francisco. The 49ers, remember, join the Patriots, a team you got another eye full of last night, perhaps. New England 33, Jets 0. That put an exclamation point on the end of week seven. There's some interesting Tom Brady speculation off the field that was actually far more interesting than the football on the field. Odell Beckham Jr. is in the NFL headlines. We'll get to that story. We'll talk about the Panthers' trip to take on the only other undefeated, the 6-0 49ers. We do have a lot of college football, including a question of the day for you. We have three great guests. How about Kyle Busch? He has been a NASCAR champion. He won it all four years ago. He's been the regular season champion on that circuit last year and this year. And he and his Joe Gibbs racing teammates actually stand one, two, and three, as there are only eight drivers still alive for this year's NASCAR championship. Kyle Busch will join us live in about 60 minutes. Bob Ryan, the Hall of Famer from the Boston Globe and ESPN, and the old Sports Reporters TV show, which is now a podcast, Bob Ryan will help us celebrate opening night in the NBA. Tim Brando of Fox Sports, one of our favorites on college football. College basketball's preseason poll is out. That regular season is not too, too far away. We celebrate the World Series tonight. In case you didn't know, maybe you leave Major League Baseball on your back burner here as we come at you statewide on the David Glenn Show in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns. Since we do not have our own MLB franchise here in the Carolinas, you may not pay as much attention to it all year long as you do perhaps with the Panthers here in the NFL and even the Hornets here in the NBA and of course the Hurricanes here in the NHL. If you are late to tune in, there are only two still standing of course. They are actually two franchises who have spent most of their history as ugly ducklings. The Houston Astros were far more bad and mediocre than good since their birth as the Houston Colt 45s in 1962. They converted to the Astros nickname a few years later, but it wasn't until two years ago that the Houston Astros finally broke through for their first World Series. Well, the Washington Nationals have never even been to one under that name. And the city of Washington used to be called the Senators at the MLB level. They have won and only one World Series title to claim as well. That was 95 years ago. So the Astros of two years ago, the Senators of 1924, that's the history. So as the Yankees and Dodgers and other tradition-rich teams have fallen by the wayside, you get Nationals at Astros starting tonight. Starting pitching is the throwback theme. Max Scherzer, 
is a multi-time Cy Young Award winner. He'll be on the Hill for the Washington Nationals. He is 2-0 with a 1.80 ERA in this postseason for the Nationals. Garrett Cole will be on the Hill for the Astros. All he has done is go 19-0 in his last 25 starts. And how about this number? He is 8-0 in his last eight starts for the Astros, and his ERA is a microscopic 0.77 in that run. You'll get a lot more of that theme once we get to future Hall of Famer Justin Verlander for the Astros in Game 2. You know the rest of that picture. Zach Greinke is the third starter for the Astros. And the Nationals will be countering with Steven Strasburg and Patrick Corbin, among others. After tonight, you get your Max Scherzer Cy Young Award winner. 1-800-849-2761 will be your chance to participate in between our guests. Tim Brando on College Sports Third Hour. Bob Ryan on night number one of the NBA's regular season. The preseason is in the books. I actually have some updates on players from our neighborhood. If you didn't know, NBA teams carry 15 players each, and they're allowed to carry two more on what they call two-way contracts. So it's, think of it as 450 jobs. So it shows how hard it is to leap to the next level in that sport. And then there's 60 more, two per team, that have two-way contracts, which means basically if you get called up to the big club, you, pay, you get paid a lot of money. If you spend the whole year with our G League team, you make nice money by most people's standards, but it is only a fraction of what you'd make if you stayed with the NBA, the parent club, for the entire season. Guys like Zion Williamson will not even be making his debut tonight. He is the first number one overall pick in forever who is not available for the first game of his first regular season. He needed knee surgery. He's going to be out for six to eight weeks. It is not described as major knee surgery. It's not an ACL or anything like that. But it is surgery. It may be six to eight weeks. The TV folks were smart enough to put the Pelicans. New Orleans picked Zion out of Duke, number one overall. I think wise decision-making to match the Pelicans against last year's NBA champion, the Toronto Raptors, and then the Lakers against the Clippers, two of the favorites, at least in the eyes of the wise guys in Vegas, to contend for an NBA title. That's the TNT television doubleheader tonight. A little magic taken away from it with no Zion Williamson in action. Of course, no Kawhi Leonard anymore with the Toronto Raptors. But Lakers-Clippers, keep in mind, if you're new or back again to the NBA, the old phrase big three has mostly been shown the door. The old phrase Batman and Robin style dynamic duo, that one is back in vogue. You sometimes need to buy a program just to remember who's where in the NBA because of free agency and trades. Think Clippers. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. That's why they're among the favorites this year. Paul George is dealing with an injury. He also will not be available tonight, but he is expected back soon. LeBron James and Anthony Davis would be your dynamic duo with the Lakers. They got AD from New Orleans, remember, after he made public overtures about his desire to leave that franchise. So LeBron and AD together with that other LA team as those two, the Clippers and the Lakers, play head-to-head -head tonight. The Sixers have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Remember that Kemba Walker guy is now in Boston with the Celtics after his only wearing a Hornets uniform after being a high pick out of UConn. James Harden and Russell Westbrook are together with the Houston Rockets. Some wonder about the chemistry between those two 
basketball-wise, but they are good friends and old friends as the Rockets try to break through. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson also fit the description of a dynamic duo. Just remember, Clay is coming off the torn ACL. KD is off to Brooklyn and also coming off of injury. But just at Golden State, Steve Kerr said earlier today, the head coach of the Warriors, that he doesn't think Klay Thompson's going to be back at all this season. There's a chance that he would come back in April or whatever. Maybe Steve Kerr is just trying to lower expectations and get his guys to focus Kind of like, you know, Rod Brindamore of the Canes doesn't want to think about Justin Williams lingering out there as an addition to the roster for the Hockey Hurricanes. You'd rather the guys on the active roster emptying the effort bucket and not thinking about who might be coming later. So maybe Steve Kerr's just managing his own roster's mentality there. But obviously the Warriors are a lot better with Klay Thompson in the lineup. Giannis Antetokounmpo. And pick your favorite teammate, maybe Chris Middleton. That's another dynamic duo as the Bucks are another of the preseason favorites. As I say hello to my producer, Darren Vaught, intern Will will be the first voice you hear if you dial 1-800-849-2761. I have an NBA question of the day. We've played a game on this show for 20 years and in my life for about 30 years where on day one, this is the only day we play this game, we pick five teams in the NBA – from which we believe the NBA champion will emerge. This has been easy most of the time. I don't think it's easy this year. I believe our track record, dating back to like when I was in college, and I was trying to show everybody how the NBA was more predictable. It was right when Michael Jordan started winning it all with the Bulls. So like six years, <laughs> the only six years where Michael was a full-time player in the 90s, the Bulls won it all. It was not hard to think, yeah, I better put the Bulls in my preseason top five. So, you know, we got all six of those years right in air quotes. You don't even have to get the champion right. You just have to give us five teams from which the champion will emerge. In our 30 years of this, we are 26 out of 30, underlining the predictability of the NBA, but... I think this year is a reflection of what happened last year where we didn't have the Toronto Raptors in our preseason top five. They were close, but we didn't know if Kawhi Leonard was going to be truly healthy after his time with the Spurs. Years ago, Dirk Nowitzki and the Mavericks, remember, upset LeBron James and the Miami Heat big three. We didn't have the Mavs in our preseason top five that year. Those are the only two examples, maybe since like the turn of the century almost, where we didn't have the ultimate NBA champion in our preseason top five. Doesn't happen often. We've never missed back-to-back. -back. So that's pressure on you, the audience. We will reveal this year's top five as we look forward and project who is the most likely 2020 NBA champion, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Rockets, the Bucks, some say the Sixers, they're among the Vegas favorites. And actually, most money in Las Vegas right now is on LeBron and AD and those L.A. Lakers. Give us your top five on day one of the NBA regular season. My question to college football fans is this. I looked up in ESPN's Football Power Index – you know, they take your current record, how you've played, analytics, offense, defense, special teams. Then they look at your remaining schedule. Then they calculate your probability of beating anybody else on your remaining schedule. And then they project a likely regular season record for you. My question, if any of these are your favorite teams, is this. Are you okay with barely making a bowl game? Because, you know what Mac Brown's Tar Heels are projected to be right now by this measuring stick? Six and six. You know what Mike Houston's ECU Pirates are projected to be? Five and seven. Not good enough for a bowl. 
You know what? The Hokies, but also the Florida State Seminoles, the Miami Hurricanes, three proud programs. You know what? They're all projected to finish either seven and five or six and six. Louisville and UNC have first-year head coaches. Maybe six and six sounds good there. Maybe it exceeded your preseason expectations. Miami, FSU, and Virginia Tech barely scraping into a bowl. That is not good enough for the huge majority in those fan bases. Only Manny Diaz at UM is a brand-new head coach, remember, among those programs. The NC State Wolfpack's projected finishing record is six and six. Given their four and three start, their loss to Boston College, and their remaining schedule. Now, of course, you can overachieve this projected number. You can also underachieve it and miss the ball entirely. Are you okay with your favorite team being on the edge of bowl eligibility if your favorite team was on that list? Now, if you're a Clemson fan, you're projected to go 12 and 0. If you're a Wake fan, you're projected to finish nine and three. You win a bowl game after 9-3, and three, that's one of the best seasons in your school's history. You have, you have a whole different question there in Winston-Salem, and it's a good one to have. If you're a UVA fan, pick to win the Coastal. FPI projection, Cavaliers 9-3 and three, and playing Clemson in the ACC title game. That's a nice neighborhood to be in. That would be Bronco Mendenhall's best year there, and it's a long, long way from the two wins and ten losses that Bronco had in his first year in Charlottesville. Some of these, you can tell the, angle, the arrow is pointed in the right direction. The Pitt Panthers are projected to finish 8-4, and four, for example. Clemson, UVA, Wake, and Pitt all projected to finish with nicer records or even elite records. Almost everybody else we follow in this neighborhood, FSU, Virginia Tech, Louisville, Carolina, NC State, Miami, Boston College, Duke, and Syracuse, all predicted to finish somewhere near 6-6. Six and six. Only Georgia Tech and the ACC is project projected to truly be falling by the wayside, 3-9, and nine, the Yellow Jackets. ECU and Charlotte also have first-year head coaches at the FBS level. 5-7 and seven may not be a train wreck. By that point of view, not all six and sixes are the same either. If you're a fan of App State, again, you have a much more fun series of questions to answer. Your Mountaineers are projected to go 11-1 and one by the FPI, as it's only that trip to South Carolina against the Gamecocks where your Mountaineers will be the underdog. Quick reminder that the best team in the group of five, or the highest-ranked team, better put, does get that New Year's Day Bowl appearance. And right now, only App State, and SMU are undefeated among the group of five teams. Boise lost this weekend, so 7-0 SMU plays Thursday night at Houston in an American matchup, Amer uh, the American Athletic Conference. App State not yet ready for that trip to Columbia. Remember, there's work to be done before then, but Eli Drinkwitz is another of those first-year head coaches who is clearly off on the right foot. Are you okay with barely scraping into a bowl? If I put myself in some of these fan bases, the answer would be yes. A lot of these first-year coaches, man, I think it's better than I expected to barely scrape into a bowl or scratch and claw for bowl eligibility. Some of the coaches who've been around a longer time, not as acceptable. And certainly, if you play or coach at a school where they've won the national championship or played for the national title, right, Virginia Tech, Miami, FSU, 6-6 six and six is not where you're supposed to be. 
Are you okay with scraping into a bowl? That answer will vary a lot from fan base to fan base, as I think it should. NBA, who is your big five? We'll give you ours. We'll take yours. And we will seal in the time capsule this year's five teams from which next year's NBA champion will emerge. We do not want to go back-to-back with our misses. That has never happened. We'll get into more NFL. We'll get into more World Series. We'll talk college basketball and college football as well. You can jump in with your answer to our question of the day, NBA or college football. And a quick shout-out as we come to your calls and look forward to Kyle Busch, NASCAR, our superstar Bob Ryan on all things NBA Tim Brando on all things college sports a quick shout out to good friends of the program coach Kirsten Kimmel is the best Duke women's lacrosse coach that that school has ever had and it is her 25th wedding anniversary today her husband Jack has become a very good friend of mine and the program and Darren I know you've met the Kimmels or at least part of the Kimmel clan you might not know that our friendship started many many years ago with them listening to the show coach Kirsten Kimmel grew up in the Philadelphia area as I did and then she just kept hearing references from my childhood that reminded of some things in her life journey and we met and it's been a wonderful love affair and we congratulate Jack and Kirsten on 25 years of marriage today I know where they're going for dinner too should I show up and surprise them or just leave them alone (laughs) probably probably, would not prefer that probably husband and wife should be (laughs) left alone on their 25th anniversary dinner Uh, my best wishes to them they're an amazing family and have become great friends of us in the Glenn family. 1-800-849-2761. Do you know what happened to guys like Luke May of the Tar Heels, Marquise Bolden of the Blue Devils, Chris Clemens of the Campbell Camels, Jalen Horde, remember the freshman who turned pro out of Wake? How about Devontae Kaycock, the record-setting rebounder from UNC Wilmington? All of those guys, among many others, we're trying to make less publicized leaps to the NBA. Obviously, Kobe White is with the Bulls. Obviously, Zion is hurt, but with the Pelicans. R.J. Barrett, you know the rest of that list. Duke, Carolina, UVA, and otherwise. I'll give you some quick updates. We'll take your phone calls on the NBA and college football questions of the day. Three great guests later. Your phone calls next on The David Glenn Show. I believe it is the NBA's turn in the line dance. And I don't think they can dance. I don't think they can dance as well as DG dances. And I'm only a three or a four. The David Glenn Show, weekdays at noon. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We have questions for everybody. NBA night number one. Doubleheader on TNT. We pick five every preseason. 26 of the 30 previous years. The five we pick before the season starts, from that five, the NBA champion has emerged 26 times. Four times we got it wrong. We want your help today. Our picks go into the time capsule. We open it up next summer to see if we were right. The Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Rockets, the Bucks, the Sixers are among those getting the most money in Vegas to win it all this year but it is a more complicated challenge for sure there is no Warriors superpower the way there was for a while there's no Cleveland Cavaliers or Miami Heat superpower the way there was for a while with LeBron James on those rosters Pelicans Raptors tonight remember no Zion Williamson Lakers Clippers tonight remember no Paul George for the Clippers you can jump in with your big five as we pick five on opening night of the NBA football fans here are your questions who's the best team in the NFC 
I think the Carolina Panthers have enough good things going for them that they're living up to our preseason pick that they would be a playoff caliber team. Now, it'd be crazy to say they're the best team in the NFC, even as they're 4-2, and two, heading to San Francisco to take on the 6-0 49ers. I wouldn't tell you if you're crazy that you were crazy if you said the Saints are the best team. I don't think you're crazy if you think it's the Packers. I don't think you're crazy if you think it's the Vikings. I don't think it'll be the 49ers or the Panthers, but we do see more, two more candidates going head-to-head this weekend as Kyle Allen will be the starter for the Panthers. College football question is this, and then we'll go to Hutch in Wilmington who wants to chime in on one thing I promised before the break. Opening night rosters are set for four teams. I don't think they're finalized for the teams that open tomorrow night or the day after that or the day after that. But whereas Zion Williamson of Duke, of course, although he's injured, we all knew he was going to be on the Pelicans roster. Same with R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish, you know, of the Blue Devils. Kobe White of the Tar Heels. DeAndre Hunter of the Virginia Cavaliers. If you're a lottery pick, you are going to be on the opening night roster even if you face-planted in the preseason. They have so much invested in you, you're going to get a chance to grow. It's gotten to the point where even if you're a late first-rounder, most of the time, you're going to get the benefit of the doubt. And I'd say far more often than not, even if you're just a draft pick, meaning first or second round, you tend to be given a chance. If it's between you and some dude who's an undrafted free agent, you're probably going to get that 15th and final NBA roster spot. There were other guys that we follow, some of whom turned pro early, others were just moving on seniors, who were right on the edge. And as we come to your calls, 1-800-849-2761, college football question, Would you be okay if your favorite team in our neighborhood barely scrapes into a bowl? So far, Louisville and Carolina fans are saying yes in large numbers. Scott Satterfield just got there. Mack Brown just got there. If they make a bowl in year one, everything else is just a cherry on top. There are others, Florida State fans, Miami fans, Virginia Tech fans, NC State fans. Six and six doesn't sound quite as appealing If either your coach has been there longer or you're from one of these programs that has played for or even won national titles in the past. According to ESPN's Football Power Index, whereas Clemson's projected to finish 12-0, UVA 9-3, that might be your ACC title game matchup. Wake has a 9-3 projection. Pitt has an 8-4 projection. Listen to all these teams that are picked to finish either 7-5, 6-6, or 5-7. And And almost all these are 6-6 projections. FSU, Virginia Tech, Louisville, UNC, NC State, Miami, Boston College, Duke, and Syracuse. That's a lot of, by definition, mediocre football teams. Now, all things are relative. It might be okay to be mediocre if you have a new coach and a rebuilding roster. Maybe you were a train wreck the last couple years. That was certainly the case at Louisville and Carolina last year. So 6-6 six and six in a bowl compared to that probably feels pretty good, even if you thought Bigger things were possible. You can chime in on that question today. Would you be okay with barely scraping into a bowl? A whole lot of ACC teams are projected to finish there. Our friends at ECU projected to finish 5-7. and seven. Our friends at App State, 11-1. and one. NASCAR star Kyle Busch live in 30 minutes. Your phone calls right now. Bob Ryan on day one of the NBA. Third hour, the Hall of Famer from the Boston Globe. Tim Brando from Fox Sports, one of the great voices of college athletics, will drop by in hour number three as well. As Hutch in Wilmington is welcome to the David Glenn Show. Quickly do the math. We hear this a lot when young people turn pro early. And somebody says, why are you doing that, dude? Most guys who are already in the NBA 
are going to keep their jobs next year. Unless they retire, there's a serious injury or something. So it's not really 450 jobs, 30 teams times 15 roster spots. You know that like 400 in some of those spots are already taken. It's a handful, relatively speaking, of vacancies. There's another two players per team who can sign what they call two-way contracts, and you can bounce back and forth between the parent club and the G League affiliate. Reinforcing how hard this is, and Hutch wants to chime in on one of them, Duke's Marquise Bolden, the big guy who turned pro early, final cuts of the the, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. I didn't think he'd make it, but as a big guy from Duke with some talent, If you make it to the final cut, I mean, you are truly one of the last two dudes told, sorry, there's no room for you. Luke May of the North Carolina Tar Heels. Remember, a guy had been a college All-American, although most were more skeptical about his pro prospects. Final cuts for the Milwaukee Bucks. Luke also fell short. Doesn't mean you fall short forever, mind you. Just means that in your first year out of college, you didn't make an NBA roster on opening night. Remember Jalen Horde was only a freshman for Danny Manning at Wake Forest, but with great promise. Some rolled their eyes when he jumped to the pros. I think Danny Manning, I don't think he has stated that publicly, but reading between the lines of his answers about turning pro early, it seemed like Danny thought Jalen would have been well-served to play for the Deeks another year and maybe work his way up the draft ladder. He went undrafted instead in the two-round draft. He did get a two-way contract, but that usually means you are not on the opening night roster. So he's going to start in the G League in the Portland Blazers organization. Similarly, remember the record-setting rebounder in our backyard for the UNC Wilmington Seahawks? Kevin Keats at the beginning of his career, and then C.B. McGrath more recently, final cut of the L.A. Lakers. Now, again, he can go to the G League. He could turn pro overseas and make a six-figure salary. There's plenty of leagues around the world where you can make six figures final cut of the Lakers if you think you can make it or maybe just a guy at your position gets hurt well then you go to the G League you know you were one of the final cuts assumedly you'd be one of the first people they consider to pull up to the parent club where you make a heck of a lot more money the closest thing among I'll say the on the edge dudes again high draft picks you expect to be on opening night rosters Chris Clemens the 5'9 guard from the Campbell Camels the third leading scorer in NCAA basketball history, but only 5'9", but played at Campbell, not in one of the power conferences. He is on a two-way contract with the Houston Rockets. And depending on how some injury situations go, the Rockets don't open until Thursday night. He might be one of the 15 names introduced on Thursday. In fact, I think the Rockets are leaning in that direction. So of all the -the on-the-edge dudes... Good for him, man. He attended Millbrook High School in Raleigh, where both of my children have attended. Anthony Wachris was there. That is a long and winding and unlikely road to an NBA roster spot. He already has the two-way contract, so that means he's on the cusp of the NBA to begin with. It sounds like he's going to be introduced on Thursday night with the Rockets, and that is just one more really amazing story and a dream coming true. Hutch and Wilmington, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, David, how are you? We love you down here and appreciate you giving us some good sports knowledge down here. Thanks, man. Good to have you with us. Look, I'm going to drop some knowledge on you. I went to Campbell from 87 to 91. Before that, the only other person ever to go to the NBA was Clarence Greer with the Lakers in 86. Okay. Uh, You know, we got a big deal. I'm going to switch to you real quick. We got a big deal going on in Bowie's Creek tonight. 
Our soccer is getting ready to play the nationally ranked Tar Heels. That's, right. That's right. ESPN, and we have on a nine-game win streak. So, you know, anytime I can give little Bowie's Creek a shout-out, I want to do that. But Chris Clemens has really made the, you know, the little guy, the hard work. James Harden said they have tried everything they could. Put him out there in every situation. Yeah. All he's done has gotten better and better and better. And that is just a compliment to Bowie's Creek, to the small colleges that give the proper, you know, paying, a, paying attention to those guys and giving them a chance. And, a- you know, amen. Uh, and Chris, Cle- Chris Clemens was told a thousand times in his life that, man, we admire you, we respect you, we love your game, but it's just probably not going to happen. A thousand times. I mean, that's an understatement probably. And yet, here he is. I- I'm dying to see if he walks out there on Thursday night. It sounds like the odds are he will. Yeah, and, you know, the answer your college football to go into a bowl game, being a Campbell fan, we love to go to a bowl game. Yeah, right. Hey, Mike <laughs> but, Minter, uh, you know, I think one of you guys are 6-1, and one, right? So Mike Minter's yes, doing sir. a heck of a job. Yes, sir, absolutely. But, you know, I think it's a reward for the fans. I think at the end, if you get a chance, you're 6-6 six and six, and you get a chance to go to a bowl, it's rewarding your fans, and you might have a chance to win so you can take a win home so you don't have, you know, you're not at yeah. 500. No, you're, you're right. And six. Hey, and I put it this way. I like it even more because those players get a lot. Like, there's all these things NCAA rules prohibit you from taking. You know, you're not allowed to go to the local restaurant and have the guy comp your meal because you're an athlete. That's actually against NCAA rules. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to take that. NCAA uh, college football bowl games, you get some swag now. I mean, some really cool swag. So that's whatever number of dudes are in your traveling party times. I think the the limit is over $500 worth worth of swag per dude. Plus, you're making a road trip. Maybe your family and friends come. And I like Hutch's point as well. That's 40 teams that get to put a little smiley face on the end of their season, even if it was only 6-6. Six and six. You know, you lose that bowl game, maybe it, it feels hollow. But a 6-6 six and six feeling is not exactly something to do backflips over. You go 6-6, six and six, but you win your bowl game. You collect that swag. You hang out with your boys. You see your family and friends in a new city, and, and they always have, like, nicely orchestrated festivities for you to do in the days leading up to the big game. It, it is a big reward for college football players. So it, it's, not an, it's not a pretty record. And I know Florida State, Miami, NC State, Virginia Tech – and other fans are, will be screaming bloody murder if they're only 6-6. Six and six. Some of these others, man, it's a success story for Louisville and maybe Carolina as well. Appreciate the call. 1-800-849-2761. Who's the best team in the NFC? That's your NFL question of the day. We know the answer is the Patriots in the AFC, at least for now. College football fans, would you be okay with barely scraping into a bowl this year? Pirates fans say yes. Most Tar Heel fans say yes. Most Louisville fans say yes. Even some Duke fans say yes. The Devils are four and three as they head to Chapel Hill for our big tailgate tour stop. Remember, the Heels are three and four, so they have got some work to do just to get into bowl eligibility. Miami, NC State, Florida State, Virginia Tech, and others mostly voting no. Six and six is not good enough in their eyes. You can be next. The NBA question of the day is an important one. It's a question we ask only once a year. If you could only pick five teams from which this year's NBA champion will emerge, we're at 26-4 and over three decades. We almost always get this right, but we missed it last year, and we don't want to miss back-to-back. Give us five teams. Vegas says the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Rockets, and the Bucks are those five. 
But I'm not sure without Clay Thompson, the Warriors belong on that list. In fact, if we knew he wasn't coming back, I wouldn't put Golden State in that top five. It'll be fascinating to see how the puzzle pieces fit together for both Los Angeles teams and that new Houston Rockets combination of James Harden and Russell Westbrook. More of your phone calls on the NBA, NFL, and college football questions of the day. More on game one of the World Series, which is tonight in Houston. 1-800-849-2761. NASCAR superstar Kyle Busch live in about 20 minutes or so. Bob Ryan and Tim Brando later. Steve in Apex wants to join us by phone on the other side. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761 on the David Glenn Show. I would never be so competitive, so childish, that I would actually keep track of my record as a coach in youth soccer. I mean, that would be ridiculous. So when I think about my 78 wins, two losses, and four ties, <laughs> not that I was keeping track or anything. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. More of your phone calls now, all three guests later. NASCAR superstar Kyle Busch. Number one in the point standings for Joe Gibbs Racing. One of only eight drivers still alive in this year's NASCAR playoffs. He won it all four years ago. He and teammates Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin, also JGR guys, are one, two, and three. Kyle Busch won the regular season NASCAR championship last year and this year. We'll see if he can claim another title. Kyle Busch live in about 20 minutes. Bob Ryan of the Boston Globe and ESPN, the Hall of Famer, drops by third hour to celebrate the opening of the NBA regular season. Tim Brando on all things college sports, also in hour number three. Steven Apex wants in on our NBA question of the day. It's the only day we ask this question. An annual game we've played dating to the early 1990s. We pick five teams in the preseason and only five. And then the next summer we asked, did one of our five end up winning the NBA championship? 26 times we've gotten it right. Four times, including last year when the Raptors broke through. I remember one year ago on this kind of show, we were skeptical about Kawhi Leonard's health. We just didn't know. If he's Kawhi, the old Kawhi, well then, yeah, maybe the Raptors do have the right pieces. You don't know about midseason trades. You can't know about injuries, of course. It's just an educated guessing game. We've got it right, I think it's 26 times in 30 years. We want your input on which five we should pick this time. 1-800-849-2761. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are with the Clippers. I see enough there that I believe the Clippers have to be in our f final five. And Darren Vaught, you get input on this. I just reached out to Brian Geisinger, our analytics guy. We will not seal hermetically or otherwise our five NBA picks without some input from BG, who does great work on all sorts of analytics for us at accsports.com. Also a talented guy from Sports Channel, Sports Channel 8, the radio show. LeBron and AD with the Lakers, that's good enough for me. I don't know how the other dominoes are going to fall, but the Lakers are going to be one of my five. Again, I don't know about the Clippers supporting cast. I don't know about the Lakers supporting cast, but all things being relative, I'm not sure there's a juggernaut out there that we're missing. Do I know exactly how? Will James Harden's and Russell Westbrook's basketball chemistry be good just because their personality chemistry is good? They really like each other. And remember, after all these headlines about Chris Paul and chemistry issues in Houston and why do the puzzle pieces don't add up to something better for the Houston Rockets? Well, I don't know who was at fault there, if anyone. 
I think you can assume that Westbrook and Harden will get along great as buddies, but the analytics people aren't so sure that two dudes who need the ball a lot will automatically click on the court, which is, you know, a pretty big part of the equation. 1-800-849-2761. I think the Bucks will be on my top five. I know the Sixers, you know, is they're my favorite team from my childhood in Philadelphia. I'm still somewhat skeptical about them as a true title contender for reasons that I can get into or we can postpone until after your phone calls. 1-800-849-2761. Warriors fans, just a reminder, Kevin Durant's not there anymore and Klay Thompson's not, not expected to play this season. So you still have uh, Steph Curry. You still have a lot of other good players. But there is no juggernaut. There's just not this year in the NBA. Steve, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Dave, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. What's on your mind? Dave, before, before we get to anything, go Canes. I'm getting a little nervous. Let's get back to what we used to do. Go Canes. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. Columbus okay. on Thursday night and then back here against Chicago on Saturday afternoon. Okay, then maybe East Coast Swing will get us back on that. Yes. Right. Okay, listen. Here's my... my my thing on the NBA first, and then I'll answer the question of who I think the best in it. Well, let me go ahead and answer who I think the you best in You have five for us? You're going to give uh, us five teams? I'm going to give you, Dave, I'm going further than that. I All think right. it's going to boil down to three teams. All right. And I think it's the Lakers, the Bucks, and I think the Lakers are going to absolutely be there. I, this team, I watched enough in preseason. I know it's preseason, but I watched chemistry, like you said, and I watched, you know, just – they got plenty of height. They got plenty of speed. They got plenty of scores. They got plenty of smart players on the team. I just picked the Lakers to win it. But, yeah, I think the Bucks will be who they go against. And my third team, you can throw in. I like Philadelphia because of maybe upset Milwaukee, you know, but that's it. That, I, them, them three teams, not Houston, no. They got point guard. They're too point guard oriented, and I think that's going to be a problem with Westbrook and Harden. That's just my opinion. All right, on the Lakers, and, and they might be your number one, it sounds like, in the Stephen Apex power rankings. I love LeBron, even at this stage of his career. I love AD, of course. I'll say that Kyle Kuzma would make a heck of a third wheel if we're kind of imagining a big three. And I'm a huge believer in former UNC star Danny Green. Three and D guy, has been there, done that, certainly won't be afraid of the moment. That was a really good free agent pickup for the Lakers. After that, you got some interesting questions, right? Like Boogie Cousins is there. Dwight Howard is there. Uh, what are you going to get out of either of them, assuming even good health? I don't know. Quinn Cook is around. Jared Dudley is around. Man, we could build a team of, like, former ACC stars out there. Uh, Devontae Kaycock just missed it. But Jared Dudley from Boston College, Quinn Cook from the Duke Blue Devils, Danny Green from the Tar Heels. Can we build a full five? Maybe not. But I, I, like, I like where you're going with that. And it becomes a question of chemistry and health, and that's where it becomes more of a guessing game. Clippers, Lakers, and Bucks are all on my top five, and at least two of those are also on Steve's top five. Thank you for playing, man. Stan is in Belews Creek, North Carolina. You're next on the David Glenn Show. What you got? Hey, DG. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing great. Help us with our five. I don't like losing this game. Here we go. Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, 76ers. All right. My dark horse, the Denver Nuggets. All right. What do you like about Denver? Because they're on my radar, but I don't have them in my five right now. I just five. think the way they play, their up-tempo, their, their team unity, I, I love watching them play. They are fun to watch. Darren, what do you got? Uh, there's a, almost a consensus at this point. A lot of votes for the Lakers. How could you not, right? Right. 
And I don't. And I was bullish I don't, on the Lakers because of the LeBron factor before they added AD. So to me, they're a lock in our top five. Yeah, here. I got to put it. We we actually had him in our five last year just to be cautious. Yeah. Like we were just <laughs> fearful of leaving LeBron out. You know, <laughs> given history, uh, maybe that spot would have been better served to picking the Toronto Raptors. But uh, I, I won't cry too long in that milk. So Lakers, Clippers. Paul George isn't healthy yet, but when he is, man, I mean the Clippers have had defensive issues. And some question Doc Rivers because of that as their head coach. But how about Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Patrick Beverly? You want to take a bad defensive team and make it really good? Well, duh. There's three right there that can completely change the dynamics of how that team plays. So the Clippers are a lock for me. The Lakers are a lock for me. And I'll make the Bucks a lock as well. See, I think for the, the Bucks. Factor. Yeah, I think the Bucks should be the returning favorite. After that, man, I mean. I'm getting a lot of votes for the Sixers. I'm not really sure. Uh, a lot of votes for the Rockets. I'm not saying no to that. I, I think they can figure it out. And, and, and everybody, again, needs the game program. For those who don't remember, you know, you'll have lives, you have girlfriends, you have jobs. It's Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Clint Capella is a talented big guy who's back. Eric Gordon is still back as a very seasoned veteran guard. Nene is back. Our buddy P.J. Tucker is back. North Carolina native. Gerald Green is out for the season with an injury. But uh, what they got Cephalosha on the free agency market. Oh, you know, Austin Rivers is still there, yeah. former Duke star. Ryan Anderson is still there. So that, that's a lot. I'm leaning toward the Rockets in my top five. Any objections? We got to figure this out by uh, the end of the show today. I got a lot of teams. We're not. Down uh, we're here. not going back to back misses <laughs> for the first time in 30 years. It ain't happening. Not on our watch. Kyle Busch, NASCAR superstar, in 10 minutes. Your calls too on the David Glenn Show. Christian Leitner, thanks for joining us. It's been less than a week since the I Hate Christian Leitner 30 for 30. The final product of the movie was absolutely awesome. I love every second of it. Maybe I'm not seeing the same thing everyone else is seeing, but I thought the movie was awesome and I loved it. Keep it here on The David Glenn Show. When one of your nicknames is The Candy Man because of your contract with M&M on your M&Ms on your car, does that mean that if you go to Kyle Bush's house on Halloween, there are no Twix or Snickers or anything else? We'll find out with Kyle Bush next on the David Glenn Show. my low and away curve that barely paints the black so frequently that nobody can hit it? You gonna tell me I gotta throw change-ups, fastballs, and sliders all the time? Oh, it's too difficult to hit TTG's <laughs> low and away curveball. Wah, 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 wah. You're listening to the David Glenn Show.